Welcome to another episode of So Real, The Agent Edit. I'm your host, Hayley Vanderbin, real estate expert, multi-award winning office owner, speaker, mentor, and mum. Today, I'm joined by the amazing Troy Dalka, high-performance real estate professional, multi-million dollar agent, option advocate, and an absolute bloody legend here at Koloshi on the Gold Coast. Today, we're going to chat about his presence and his business, and we're also going to talk about his auction process and his high-performance mentality in the prestige market. Welcome to the show, Troy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, now, this is really crazy, but you and I both started at Ray White in 2003, and I always say that there's lots of legends that are born there. It's a great foundational brand, and um, you know it's been 16 years that you were there. What was that journey look like for you? Um, yeah, look, I've got some very great memories of Ray White and the, the people there, the family, uh, Brian, Dan, and uh, the extended family. Uh, I, yeah, it, it was a great training ground. Their uh, resources to go from a standing start and go through those pathways to be nurtured. Uh, you just you just look around the country and they're pretty much, from a big uh, brand perspective, they're the number one. And you can see why there's so many great agents that have, that have come through the Ray White uh, process there. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of great people and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good times through those years. Yeah, they're just sharp and they do it well, don't they? Like they know what works and they just make that happen. Yeah, they've obviously scaled up a lot too over the last uh, 10, 20, 30 years, uh, which have done extremely well for a, 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 a business of that size. So yeah. now we've got um, a lot of, lot of great memories there. That's lovely. And so you've made the move across to Colossi a couple of years ago, and you're actually my favourite Friday viewing for Prestige Auctions on Instagram Lives. Um, have you always been auction orientated? Where did you kind of develop that love for the method? Um, that's sort of... That certainly came back through um, the Ray White uh, training ground, you know, just having an understanding of the process, a belief in the process, a desire to do the process. I think, you know, not having a ceiling on the price when you can have competitive tension in the process with buyers that have that emotional connection, you might have a bit of uh, ego thrown in there with respective parties. And then, and then especially through the COVID period, we had the FOMO, which was quite evident. Um, you know, I think that process and in its purest form is the best way to achieve absolute the highest price for for any client and and the best terms so you know I'm, that's that's why I love that process you've just got that absolute belief haven't you and you can really tell you know as you talk about it um, it really kind of radiates in your voice and can you just talk to me about that bond that you create with the auctioneer like you know you're, the, you're together every week where does that start yeah look um, Justin um, He's the best auctioneer I've ever seen. And look, there's, I've seen some great ones like Hazley Cush, Philip Parker, various other people in the industry. Um, Justin would be the best I, I, I've seen. He's, he's very sharp. Um, he has a very, very good understanding of the process. He's acumen. Um, you know, we've got a very great synergy between the two of us. Um, we go into every auction with a game plan. Most of the time, you know, look at, Things are things become easy when you work them hard. So all that hard work, auction is very successful in the majority of the times, high percentage of the times when you do all the hard work in those, you know, through that uh, four to five week process. So um, it's just about having a well executed plan, execute with precision, 
getting the bidders there on the day. Obviously, it's critical to have a vendor positioned right so they're realistic and aligned with the market. And then you have you have those key ingredients. Um, yeah, that's where auctions can be successful. So it's just going in there, knowing our game plan and um, and executing to the best of our ability to get the highest price out of the market. Yeah, and I guess that's the key element, isn't it? Doing the work. Like it doesn't matter how good your auctioneer is, if you haven't done the work leading up to auction day, um, they can't save you. You know, if the buyers aren't there, if there aren't, you know, if the room isn't full or, you know, whatever, it does make it difficult, you know, on the day. Have you got any like little secret ear tugs or twerks or like anything that you can like, you know, you look at each other and, you know, you communicate through your eyes? Is that is that something that's grown over time? Um, actually, just before we go that we, Justin and I do have a bit of banter. Um, if we don't, we've had an unsuccessful auction, it's because of him. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it, if it flies and it's, it's incredible, which we've done some amazing ones the last three years since we started working together, it's because of me. But um, <laughs> um, And then he'll usually say the same thing yeah, in reverse, vice versa. But um, uh, look, the body language, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, he'll sort of maybe just sort of, we, we know where we can get to. We always call a property on the market when we feel it's the right time to maximise the price, not necessarily when it just hits reserve. So we do have a, a really good deep understanding around that. And, um, you know, that's, that synergy and um, working together works very effectively to, to, uh, to achieve the best outcome. Yeah. And you're working in a high, um, I guess, net worth kind of price bracket where, you know, potentially those buyers are going to be, you know, slightly different from everyday mum and dads. Um, have you found that auction has been a education process process for those buyers or are they quite comfortable going to auction at that point? Because what kind of price point are you typically working in here on the coast? Yeah, um, we, we're predominantly in the sort of two, $2 million plus bracket, $2 million generally our, our baseline. Mm -hmm. um, number, like the majority of the transactions we've done this year have been 10.125. Um, 8.9, Okay, now I, you're showing off. Um, <laughs> um, but so our average sale price this year is is um, is above six million dollars, uh, which is the highest I've had for any start of any any quarter. But you got to remember too, like this is my twentieth year yeah. uh, in real estate, like you in two thousand three. So you know it does take time. And from uh, working with those clients, um, I love it because. Their commercial acumen. Uh, the business just, people, aren't yeah, they? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes it a lot easier um, than, you know, so someone, with all the greatest respect, someone in that sort of $1 to $2 million bracket, um, it's just a lot easier working with, with our affluent high net worth clientele. Because that $1 to 2 is usually a bit finance dependent. There's, you know, other restrictions. There's usually kids. And, you know, like lots of other little things that go with it, aren't they? It's those dependents. They always get me every time. Um, but certainly from a um, level of sales, I mean, obviously we went through COVID. It was really exciting. The market was red hot here on the coast as well. And it was just go, go, go. How have you kind of adapted now that the market has changed? Like is, you know, like what kind of conversations are you having with yourself, but also with your clients about, you know, whether or not they come onto the market? Yeah, look, I think, um... First and foremost, the conversations with yourself, uh, everything comes back to getting yourself prepared mentally and physically well. Like health is paramount, you know, because 
you need to work on yourself before you work with your clients. If you're not 100% in the game, um, you know, you've got your, your headspace right, your mindset right, um, you know, you're doing all those things where you're going to be working at 100% at optimal ability. That's, that's critical in our game. You know, energy and frequency, um, you've got to be, you've got to be game on every 24 seven. Um, and it's hard to keep consistent. You know, there, is, there are periods where you might feel, you know, you go through a lull period um, when things don't go your way, results don't go your way. I try to keep on a very level trajectory. Like I don't get overexcited when something great happens. And if something goes against me, I don't get disappointed. I just, I like water off a duck's back. Just get on uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, that's, that's, that's vital in, in regards to um, in running a business. And I know that, you know, after 20 years, it's maybe different for us to be able to say that because we've experienced lots of highs and lows. But when you're, you know, maybe a couple of years in, maybe you came in during COVID. And so this is like culture shock. Absolutely. Like what? You know, like the offers are awful. The sellers hate you. You know, like there's all of these moments where you're just like, this, is, this has never been like that. If you were in their shoes right now, what would your advice be to those people that have just come into the market in the last couple of years and this is an absolute, you know, slap in the face to them as a market? What's your advice to them? Um, first, they've got to upskill themselves. Uh, they've got to change their language. And you do, you set everything up in the listing presentation. So if we, we often find we get called into jobs, uh, not all the time, most of the time we're first, first agent in. But sometimes we're second agent in, and that's because the, the first agent's heavily overpromised and underdelivered. So my motto has always been to underpromise and overdeliver. I'm really big on that. Uh, but everything starts at the listing presentation, you know. So if you can, you have that roadmap for a vendor, and you're quite intricate in in how that process and is going to work, uh, it makes it a lot easier to navigate from getting them from the start of the listing to point of sale transaction. And then to settle. Yeah. And I think that's also evident in your reputation and your repeat and referral business. I mean, obviously, those clients are your biggest advocates. So, you know, when you look at that, you know, potentially the people that have just come into the market in the last two years, they haven't got the benefit of that. You know, it's kind of starting back from square one. But I really appreciated what you said about your wellness and, you know, like being 100%, you know, yourself, because you can't give everything to your clients you haven't got that under control yourself. And I know that you head out in the morning sometimes for a bit of a surf. Is that kind of like your go-to about like, you know, starting the morning well? Is that part of your morning routine? What does that look like for you? Uh, yeah, I love that saying, you win the morning, you win the day. Um, I don't surf enough, actually. So <laughs> I wish I could surf more, but um, it's either that or either just walking, uh, walking the dogs for 30, 40 minutes out with nature here in the hearing the birds, um, walk around the beachfront, looking like, because I live in my core trade area. So uh, walking through there, saying hello to certain people you see regularly on a, on a morning walk, um, hit them, hit the yoga mat when I get home, uh, the roller and Good get, on you. Get, get, get the knots out. Yeah. Um, 50 in a few weeks. So um, keeping um, keeping strong and durable and, and um, flexible is and very agile is very important, especially mm -hmm. for surfing as well. Um, I've been right into the, the, the magnesium pools, the hot and cold oh. magnesium pools. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few of them around, but 
the, the warm pools are around 38 degrees, the cold pools are around seven to eight degrees, and you do four minute cycles and you fluctuate between the two about, you do three in each, and then the steam room um, as well through that. So uh, the dopamine you, you get out of that is incredible. Like it just sets you on a really good high. Like it, it, it's about a three hour peak after, after that session. So book in the um, listing presentations after that. Yeah. And like, all yeah, right, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Is that a challenge? Because you're looking at me like, Hayley, go. You need some dopamine. Okay. Um, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, I would certainly encourage anyone to do that. Or even just general stuff like yoga. I do a bit of hot yoga. I do one or two sessions a week there, Pilates. Uh, so just trying to fit all that in with three kids, an amazing wife, family. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, Pretty much need 40 hours in a day sometimes, but wouldn't want it any other way. But you're making it work. And I guess, you know, there's agents obviously that are looking at that going, your average, you know, sale is $6 million. And, you know, like you're you're selling $10 million homes. Um, you know, mate, I wouldn't, met, you know, I wouldn't mind a $200,000 commission. And I think you might have kind of touched on this before when you said, like, you've got sellers that are really commercially minded. And, you know, like if you're being paid $200,000 for a deal, what are you having to do for that over and above? Or is it just a commercial decision from your perspective of, you know, if I'm going to be, you know, working for 30 days, then I want to make sure that, you know, I'm getting the, the highest benefit from this. Or is it, you know, were you at a point where you're like the small fish was sweet once and now you've made that transition up to the higher end? Yeah, I think, look, everyone's got to, you can't, you can't go start it in real estate, go straight in the prestige sector. I, I work my, my way through the different different parts of the market. So I uh, remember when I first started in 2003, I think my first sale was 330 grand. Um, but yeah, when I was 15 months since, so I started October 2003. In January 2005, I did my first sale uh, just over a million dollars. Wow. Um, which but that was, was a lot of money then too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, uh, that was in Woodgie Street, Corum, and we had an auction. We had a recall about 10 bidders, um, and it just flew off the handle. Like, it was such a great auction, this old sort of Queenslander. Um, but it just takes time. You know, it's, um, it's no different to a human. You know, you're born, you learn to crawl, walk, run, um, and then, you know, you go through the uh, the nurturing process, growing process uh, for an adult. So I think it's you just got to be patient. Um, work through it and a lot of agents like from what i can see they want to go from they want to they start chapter one but they want to be at chapter 10 um like 100%. that but they've got it they've you've really got to show some patience i think those agents that do um they're the ones that have become the most successful they always look at the long-term plan um, and there's, there's benefits of doing it gradually um granularly um over time and, and trying to take shortcuts to get there because it can come back to bite you, especially if you don't have the skill set, the acumen, the rapport, the product knowledge, all those things can come back to bite you if, you, um, if you're not uh, knowledgeable, knowledgeable around it all. you got to walk the talk, right? You can't just have a big game and not be able to back it up. That's it. Wow. <laughs>
Thanks, Troy.